ourselves. When we're looking at ourselves in the mirror, when we just buried our baby because the second oldest got a hold of the gun and accidentally shot the newborn, you know, is it that we don't want it to get to this level anymore? Okay. And as a counselor, I'm saying this to you all. You don't want it to get to this level anymore. This has been going on for a long time in America. When are we going to start making a difference? When are we going to start changing our behaviors, parents? Fighting over the same things, gun violence, right? Enough. When is it going to be enough? Children and teens who live in cities are not significantly, are at a significantly higher risk of gun homicides and assaults compared to their peers in rural, rural areas. So now we're pinpointing it to where kids in inner cities are having more access. When you say inner cities, you mean, we mean the ones that are living more close together, like in apartments and in complexes and things like that, where there's, they're more likely to find a gun that's just been thrown, right, when someone's being caught, chased by the cops because they were using it, right? The counselor. Do not go over a single man's home by yourself, especially if you meet him on line all right i want you to take your time and think about that that's not a good idea at all you're too young to know why you're doing it but more importantly you should not be doing it bring a friend tell a parent oh shocking tell your parents yes because some of you guys won't be found okay i love those movies taken and uh, I forget the other ones, some of the other ones that they are taking kids and selling them, sex trafficking. Uh, those movies when the dads are searching the earth. But that's not a reality. That's a movie. The counselor. The counselor. All right. And welcome back to The Counselor. And I am your host, Sheldon Soval. I'm so excited to continue to see, bring to you good information and education. Um, we enjoy all the subscribers. We ask you and encourage you that if you have not subscribed to The Counselor, which, by the way, we're on every day, Monday through Friday, starting at 10 o'clock. Uh, so even though the show goes for about 20 minutes, 30 minutes, um, we do have staff that is here that will answer the phone um, if you have any questions. I think someone called a little bit later and they got through as well. So give it a shot. You can email or text. Uh, the number is always scrolling below. So great response, guys. So keep up the good work. And I encourage you to to uh, click um, under below and leave a comment. Let us know what you think. 
if you've already dealt with OCD or any of the symptoms that we talk about and you found some help, always it's very important that you, you know, share. Sharing is what keeps each other alive, right? So we're going to continue with uh, our symptoms OCD. And we ended last video on counting, right? So people have a issue with counting everything. Uh, the next uh, one is harm OCD. And this involves extreme feelings of worry that your home or yourself or others, right? So people that are worried about if someone's home all the time or afraid that something might happen to their cousin or their aunt in their home while they're home, right? So they're always constantly worried that harm is coming, right? And I, you know, that's something that, yes, we need you guys. If you're feeling that way, contact um, a professional or tell your parents, right? Because this can lead to other situations, right? So again, I always mention I'm a former detox counselor, right? And I worked in situations where, yes, some people, um, when they did use drugs, their harm OCD increased, right? All of a sudden they felt a feeling of danger, right? Could have been your dad or your mom, right? Or someone in the room and you're behind the door with a bat, right? Because you've used a mind-altering substance, right? And now you're increased extreme feelings of worry, right? Are now putting everybody in your home in danger. And this is a true story. So guys, we want you to start talking to your parents as well. You know, because sometimes when you guys don't know how to deal with this type of anxiety and these extreme feelings at your age, right? What do you guys sometimes want to do? Self-medicate. And what we want to do is we want to discontinue this behavior because we want you guys to live, right? So in order to relieve this distress you feel, you might use what's known as checking rituals, right? So an example of harm uh, OCD, as you may believe that you accidentally hit someone with your car, right? So you can feel so strongly about this that you'll be compelled to drive back to the place where you thought, listen to the words, thought the accident occurred to prove yourself nothing happens, right? So you'll likely do this repeatedly and attempt to be absolutely sure, right? So good example, have you ever been in a car with somebody who thought they hit an animal? Oh my goodness, I heard a little lump or something in the road. Oh my God, you hit something. You killed something. Yes, you did. I knew you did. And it's like 10 minutes down the road to the point where you have to literally turn around, right, on a mountain edge street, right, where, <laughs> where you could go off the mountain, but you need to do it to prove to this person, right, that you did not go over an animal, and sometimes these people don't even apologize because they're not recognizing their behavior. And that's what I'm saying to parents. You know, parents, you guys need to start catching this early. Stop giving in to it. Talk to them about it. Be upfront about it because this thing gets worse 
over time, right? And one thing about an addiction or someone who does something excessively or obsessively, they continue doing it and then they bring other people in it, right? And uh, we'll talk about that more when we continue our series on relationships, right? So when you're bringing your baggage into a relationship with someone, right? And you're checking the door every five minutes, right? And you've been doing it since you were a kid and your parents are just ignoring it, thinking that you're going to just grow out of it, right? And I'm not saying you guys should get mad at them, but I want you guys to start thinking about these things, right? It's important to start thinking about what's happening to you, even as a young adult. And I often say this, I knew what I was doing at 13, right? I knew what I was doing at 11, Right. I knew I was doing at 10. So, you know what's going on with you. So start opening up and speaking to your parents. All right. Another thing, hoarding obsessive compulsive disorder. Oh, my goodness. I love that show, by the way. Hoarding, buried alive, all of them. Oh, they're just amazing. I, I applaud all of those counselors. Those are therapists. I mean, we're everywhere. Right, guys? You know, we're hitting these streets hard. Right. You know, so hoarding is now actually recognized as its own diagnosis, according to the DSM-5. So when someone hoards, they collect items that typically don't have much value, right? For instance, well, uh, this article is dating itself, but magazines, uh, those are things that, you know, used to come in, you know, kind of paper form, like a magazine, like a book. You guys, I know some of you guys don't remember, don't even know about it, right? Notes, right? Just little sticky notes. You ever seen anybody got a thousand and one sticky notes everywhere? Come on, you're a hoarder. (laughs) If you wrote the sticky note and you've used it already, throw it away, right? Notes, clothing, oh my goodness. Some people have clothes, and you guys know this. Sometimes clothes go out of style. They have so many clothes that are so old, they come back with them. Like the eight ball jacket, do you guys remember that? (laughs) I mean, I've seen people coming back with the first one. Like when the eight ball jackets came out, yeah, people were coming back with the first one, like the original one, right? They cost $800, I think it was, right? So clothing, throw some of these things away. Right. You're hoarding. Right. I'm sure some of these partners right now are appreciating this show. Throw this stuff away. Stop forcing people to have to live in a pile of hoarding and mess. Right. It's not fair. Throw all that stuff in the garage. The garage is not to hoard trash. My goodness, it's for the cars to park in or the kids to play in in the winter or something else besides Christmas boxes and all this stuff. Come on. All right. Games. Some people have the original Atari and all the chips or the cartridges. Some people have the old Nintendo and still playing Super Mario, right? Hoarding is dusty. Remember the old Nintendo was always dusty. You ever seen someone's, oh, I got my Nintendo. You know, the dust is like this tick, the remote control. You want to touch it, but you got your hand like barely touching it, right? OCD, <laughs> right? So games, right? 
people still have VCRs, right? And they still have VHSs. Come on, throw them away. All right. Uh, containers, right, that may keep some of their items. Like they have all these items in containers now uh, because they're OCD. They don't want to get damaged. You ever been to somebody's house and they have 90 cubbies just for everything in the kitchen and then 400 cubbies for like the living room, like each book, right? So that that's a form, yeah. Obsessive compulsive disorder, right? So their home becomes virtually unlivable as it's filled with clutter, right? So people think about it. You know, I actually, growing up, I've been, I went to a few hoarders houses. I didn't know that they were hoarders, but when we went in, it was like a path through the house that you walk through, right? And then you're looking at all the piles like higher than you. I was a kid at that time. And I'm like trying not to touch anything either. Don't worry, I'm not gonna knock that pile down, right? So when you're seeing all that, you don't really realize it, but some people hoard in their houses filled with junk, obsessive compulsive disorder. And obsessions surrounding the fear of not having something you may need, right? One day, okay? So some people stock up on water, right? Water in their garages, rice. Let's not even talk about rice. Rice, huge bags of rice, right? So some people think, you know, we may run out of water one day. So they have literally like uh, storage units full with water bottles. True story, right? We've even seen that on some of those episodes. This thing gets deep, right? Um, this OCD subtype has a higher rate of coexisting issues of depression and anxiety than others. So this situation may even be worse, right? So there are also obsessive compulsive related disorders that can occur, all right? Hair pulling disorder, okay? Your pulling disorder cause is a strong urge to pull hair from your head Right, we see those TikTok videos where these people sometimes are getting the wax and they're putting it on every piece and part of their face that they have hair and they're pulling it, they're ripping it out. Right, a pulling disorder. And again, you know, we watch these videos and sometimes we get obsessed when we're watching these things, but these are people with real disorders, okay. Hair pulling these or do you ever see some of these people when they do the whole waxing video with the wax? Some people don't even make a sound. It's almost like they enjoyed getting the, the chest hair ripped off their body, right? <laughs> or their eyelash pulled out or their eyebrows pulled, tweaked out or, or anywhere else on your body, right? So habit reversal, that's another thing. Training or our often successful uh, treatment techniques. So there's ways that you can start getting this thing worked out, like reversing these habits, right? Skin picking disorder. Excoriation disorder causes persistent picking of the skin. I'm not even gonna go there, but I've seen that happen on various occasions, even in professional meetings, where someone has tweezers and they're literally like picking under their nails, 
right? So some people, they just have this, they need to have that prickling feeling, right? So that can be something that definitely is something you need to call professional wrong. Um, but these things can lead to infections, right? So some people, yes, when you're picking your face a lot, you're leaving your face open to infection, bacteria, right? So my advice is take some antibacterial soap and just put it all over it and leave it there for a few minutes. Sleep it with it overnight if possible, right? Just so you won't have those uh, infections start going to your skin, which is what causes a lot of the acne, right? Those are pus. It's a pus or an infection that's going through your skin. So if you want to get, you know, stop the acne, stop picking the bumps and put something over it, right? Uh, so that'll stop the infections and lesions, right? And take out the distress that you'll have because now you have acne, right? Or now you have holes in your face from picking your face. All right, body dysmorphic disorder. Now, this involves a preoccupation with what you may perceive as a flaw in your own or in your own family or even on you. So most often, the imperfections you see either are uh, that it was horrible to you or that they were very slightly observed by others, right? So whatever you might have on your body or face that you feel like is ugly and that people are staring at it, right? And I mean staring at it. And you know what? Sometimes people are staring at it. Let's just be honest. Sometimes if you have a pimple right there, they are looking at it. Right. I've had people tell me, you know, you have a pimple right there, right? Yes, it is. Thank you. So body dysmorphia disorder causes repetitive behaviors to check your appearance or groom yourself. Right. So you see some people always putting on lipstick right on their face. You ever see that? Right. That's an issue that could be an OCD. Now, everyone knows that if you put on red lipstick and you kiss someone, it's going to come off on their shirt. So why kiss them? Right. So some people, even though they enjoy wearing red lipstick, they have this OCD where they're getting their lipstick on you. So they're always wiping your face. Oh, my God. You know, when someone kiss, I'm just like, thank you. Just shake my hand. Thanks. I don't need you fixing my lipstick. <laughs> okay. It typically involves comparing yourself to others. So the whole thing is what we want to do, kids, is we want to discontinue comparing yourself to other people. Because when you're, di when you're comparing yourself to everyone else, right, you don't start looking right yourself, all right, some people look the way they do because of that's their family. That's what their family looks like, right? And some people that you might say is unattractive is probably the best looking person in their family. So we want to start changing these behaviors, right? Because what can cause OCD to get worse? Trauma, all right? So trauma is very real. Right. And many people can be traumatized with so many things. A simple thing is picking someone on someone in school for the color shoes they wore with the dress. It's traumatic. Come on. What if they thought about that for two weeks and put that outfit together? All right, kids, we want to start being less mean and more nice to each other. Right. Uh, so trauma, stress, same thing. Everybody says, you know, when you're kids, you're not stressed out. 
I don't believe that. I was stressed out as a kid. My homework was hard. I mean, hard. I was in AP classes, right? Those are advanced placements. Some of you don't know that. Those, those, that stuff was really hard. I mean, I had paragraphs like this for uh, one problem. I'm like a whole page, right? It took me hours just to decipher the, the problem and solve it, right? So stress is real, right? So kids, start learning how to deal with your stress. Um, and abuse can all can be a good cause of OCD getting worse. So parents, we know how we counselors feel about abuse, right? You want to start learning verbally, emotionally, and physically learning other ways to discipline your children, right? Emotional abuse is just as worse as hitting someone with a belt right? That's even worse than physical abuse because now you're breaking their self-esteem, their value, and their self-worth. All right. So kids, I want you guys to pick up the phone. Um, Parents, families, uh, give us a call. Um, If you need us to talk to your children more about opportunities, uh, we do have trained counselors around that will be able to help and guide you. Um, So you can always pick up the phone. You can call us at 413-370-9937. You can email me at promo at the counselor.live or you can slide up in my DMs. Some of them are developing, some of these young users are developing low self-esteem issues, body issues, body shaming. Everyone thinks they have to have this waist that's a size zero. Some people cut their ribs out. They get surgery to get removed fat. They put fat in different places. Everybody doesn't spend their money on, on the mall on Louis Vuitton purses. Some people actually take their money and invest into their body to look physically more attractive. With that said... You know, there was a story with a guy, I'm going to pull it up in a minute, who had gotten his chest implants. Um, So they weren't like breasts, but they were like kind of pecs and muscles. So, but because he was working out and the way he was working out, it started shifting them. So then they they fell down under a pocket in his chest or something. I can't remember the entire article, but the point was the man, you know, the surgery went botched. It went wrong. And he almost died. He had to have him removed right away. And the first thing he said when he came out of the surgery was, my life is over. What am I going to do? So I said, wait a minute. Give me a second. So, I mean, I I just, you know, I'm a thinker. I like to think. Some of them are developing, some of these young users are developing low self-esteem issues, body issues, body shaming. Everyone thinks they have to have this waist that's a size zero. Some people cut their ribs out. They get surgery to get removed fat. They put fat in different places. Everybody doesn't spend their money on, on the mall on Louis Vuitton purses. Some people actually take their money and invest into their body to look physically more attractive. With that said... You know, there was a story with a guy, I'm going to pull it up in a minute, 
who had gotten his chest implants. Um, so they weren't like breasts, but they were like kind of pecs and muscles. So, but because he was working out and the way he was working out, it started shifting them. So then they, they fell down under a pocket in his chest or something. I can't remember the entire article, but the point was the man, you know, the surgery went botched. It went wrong and he almost died. He had to have him removed right away. And the first thing he said when he came out of the surgery was, my life is over. What am I going to do? So I said, wait a minute, give me a second. So, I mean, I, I just, you know, so I'm a thinker. I like to think. Um, is it okay to break up with your girlfriend for talking to another guy or following or liking another guy on TikTok? Wow. So, if I can just use my educated opinion, I would say that's going a little bit too far. Uh, that person can be on the other side of the country and you two are arguing about someone that this person will never meet or never knew and they just like looking at that person so my thought is that maybe you need to look in the mirror and check out your self-esteem levels maybe you have low self-esteem and you're feeling insecure that's not her fault all right she was looking at him the other guys before she met you she may look at look at other guys while she's with you it's okay you have eyes you can see right i'm looking at you guys on the camera so looking at someone, I don't think is a reason to break up, but for me, you know, but I'm older now, um, I probably would have had tolerated that back in the day. Uh, but for me, I just think that's doing too much. Another reason to argue. So uh, relationships. All right. Uh, more results. Well, the concept was, was pretty simple. You know, just thinking about the concept. You know, of course, we were just messing around when we first built the studio. So uh, it just came out and then, you know, we gave it some life by, you know, giving it some substance. And uh, pretty much Talk That Shit Show was really supposed to be for you to come on a show without being censored, without being told what to say. You were supposed to be able to talk your shit and, you know, be free about it. And it's like a judge-free judge zone. So, nice. And... Uh, that's that was the premise of the whole talk that shit show and also wanted to be in the community one of the people around us to be able to you know voice their you know business whatever they were doing their venue whatever they were doing we wanted them to be able to showcase their talents on our show so it's just like you know it was a double thing like talk that shit talk if you if you doing something talk that shit i like and that. if uh and if you wanted to voice your opinion too talk that shit too Nice. Without being censored. Nice. I don't like cancel culture around here. Okay.